Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce Podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. A very interesting testimony from Auntie Aku of the Emena community. And I read, Auntie Aku says that three years ago, I was at home on a Saturday morning doing my laundry. After my laundry, I took cocoa, which tasted very funny and fermented in my mouth. Meanwhile, everyone felt it tasted just right. Then someone tried conversing with me. I could barely hear anything and I collapsed. I was taken to the hospital and the doctors tried their best to revive me. After I regained consciousness, I couldn't speak. My tongue was heavy. The doctors did everything they could and then after some time I could speak. All this time, I kept insisting that I was okay and should be discharged, but they still kept me there. They discharged me after some time when they felt I was okay. The next day, which was a Sunday, I was in my room all by myself when I heard a knock. Tell your neighbor a knock. When I opened the door, there was a man in a white jalabia. I told him no one was home and he said he was aware. He said he had come because of me. I asked his name, he said it wasn't necessary. I asked where he was from, he said it wasn't necessary. He told me to allow him to come inside. I hesitated, but after a while I did. He asked me for food. And in my head, I was wondering what all of this was. He seemed to know my every move. And then I served him Banku and Pepe. After that, he gave me the bowl and I went back in my room with the guise of going to put the bowl down and call my relatives. But for whatever reason, their phones were off. I pleaded with him not to harm me because I'm not well and he insisted that he wasn't a bad person. He prayed with me and encouraged me to keep serving and believing God. Then he handed me a one CD note and said I should never spend it and always put it amongst my money, even if I want to trade. I suddenly felt a lot of strength in my body, and then I thanked him and he left. So when he left my room, I was peeping to see where he would pass, but I didn't see the man again. He had just disappeared. I believe I had a divine visitation. I think we should put your hands together for the Lord. Aku also says, about three months ago, I was set to go for an appointment at Donina Hospital. On my way to the hospital, I met two gentlemen who were in a car. 
These men asked me for directions, and I told them I wasn't sure where they wanted to go, and I rather asked them to drop me off at the hospital. Hmm. They asked for a certain amount, and I bargained, and they picked me up. I wanted to sit at the front, but I decided against it. When we set off, they gave me something to read, and I told them I was illiterate. Then they laughed and started to speak English. Like, as she told them she was illiterate, then they decided to start speaking English. Hmm. Okay. She could understand all they were discussing in the car. Although she had told them she was illiterate, they started to say things like, this woman is dead today. Finish her. So I became terrified. I also noticed that there were four syringes in the car with a certain substance they referred to as poison. I was scared, and then I picked a church flyer in my bag and pressed it to my chest and began to pray. One of the guys noticed this, snatched it, and tore it into pieces. She was still angry, but she kept praying, and then she noticed that they had taken a different route. She started to shout for help, and they asked her to shut her mouth up and rather use her energy to say her last prayers but she said she won't say her last prayers you won't say your last prayers this year in jesus name all this time i kept whispering to god to help me and not to die in this manner even if it was my time they stopped at a very bushy place where there were no human beings i waited for them to get down and when they were preoccupied with that i took two of the syringes and poked it in my jean skirt so as to hide it and then got down one of the guys took out a pistol and pointed it at my forehead and again asked me to say my last prayers i told him he wouldn't be able to pull the trigger and i dared him <laughs> meanwhile the other guy was looking out to make sure no one was coming in that direction he kept telling the guy with the gun to get the shooting done. Suddenly, I felt some wave of strength. I pulled out the strangers from my skirt, from the skirt. <laughs> hey! I pulled out the strangers from my skirt and hid it behind me. I pointed, I, I put them in another direction to look at someone who was, I pointed, sorry, I pointed in another direction to look at someone who was approaching us. And when they turned, I emptied its content. Like she pierced them and emptied its content. And immediately he fell. I'm like, honestly, <laughs> I don't know, but if you were in such a situation, the fear alone will not even make you think. But you can see that God was just helping her, like giving her ideas, take this, do this. Hey. And immediately he fell. The guy with the gun got very infuriated and attempted to pull the trigger. But just before he could do that, I felt very dizzy. Felt another wave of strength and then I struggled with him over the gun and managed to overpower him. I took the gun from him and pointed it at him. He also dared me to shoot and said he knew I wouldn't be able to. I shut my eyes very tightly in an attempt to pull the trigger, and then I saw the man in the white jalabia who I had seen three years ago. He came to stand in front of me, and he made 
a hand gesture like a pointed gun at the guy and then to my amazement the guy fell down dead i was shocked i thought i was dreaming or it was all in my imagination then the man took the gun from me and asked me to follow him <laughs> i was yeah the man in the jalabia i was indeed terrified when we got to a point a car appeared with a driver and to my amazement be, to my amazement because the place wasn't a place for cars or even other human beings we got into the car and then i started to ask his name and where he was from and how he got to be there he once again told me that all my questions were unnecessary and i should be quiet he began to remind me that he's always with me and watches over me all the time the amazing thing was that any time i thought he would answer immediately as though he, any any time i had a thought he would answer immediately as though he was in my head then when we got to a point where there was a river he threw the gun into the river i asked him why then he warned me not to mention it to anyone he explained okay i told him i didn't kill anyone and he said indeed however the fingerprints would get me into trouble he also said not to mention to anyone without asking directions the driver took me to my area because i was afraid and i deliberately asked to get off a few meters from home the man asked me why i didn't want to take him he didn't i didn't want him to take me to my house i was shocked then he directed the driver to my house somebody that didn't know her house directed the driver to her house he assured me once again about how much god loves me and how he is with me these encounters have made me believe so much in the existence of a living god and his presence i want to encourage everyone to believe in god and his presence and his love he is with us he watches over us and he will sort everyone out in jesus name i mean this sounds like something that you read or you see but auntie aku experienced it and she's saying to everyone that God is with us and he will sort us out in Jesus name. Put your hands together one more time for the test. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. I love you Lord. For your mercy never fails me. Oh my day. I've been Just sing it in thanksgiving from, from the moment, moment that I wake up until I lay my head I will sing of the goodness of God Yes. Yeah. 
challenges Lord this year but you have been there through it all and brought us through we're grateful even as we come before your word speak to us today may we leave here knowing that we've heard from you in Jesus name amen don't sit down just yet find your Bible find your Bible let's make our confession this is my Bible oh hey are you awake this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. To do today, I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Tell your neighbor, I'm happy to see you because I can see that many people have started to travel for the Christmas already. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, hey, are you there? Why, you are sad that people have gone home to they will go and come. Eh, amen. Let me do my few announcements this, you know, before I start preaching so that I don't forget. Amen. The first announcement is that next week Sunday is our Thanksgiving service. Amen. It was supposed to have been today. We've moved it back by one week. Are you there? I want you to gather your testimony. Gather your voice. What again? Gather yourself. If you have something that is white, wear it. If you don't know how to play an instrument, but you can get two milk tins or an empty Milo tin. Uh, and uh, please not a vuvuzela I beg you <laughs> we're going to rejoice in the presence of God and we're going to say thank you to him next week amen don't forget your thanksgiving offering as well it's just another way to say thank you 
as you read through the Bible, you see that they were always making a sacrifice all the time, all the time. Is that okay? So we come ready with it, and we just want to say thank you. It has been oh, a remarkable year. That's the best way I can, I can think of it. Yeah, very... It's a very... Um, yeah. But by the grace of God, we are here. Yeah, scholar, it didn't stop you from getting a first class. You're welcome to church today. <laughs> Amen. So we want to come to church next week. And I know that next week even more people are traveling. Some have told me. Tell your neighbor that I hope that you are traveling next week because after church we are going to eat together. Hey. So if you are not here, the fewer the more. <laughs> I can hear somebody saying that, oh, pastor, you should be shy. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. The few of us who are having Christmas here. <laughs> Amen. Oh, are you there? We'll have share a meal together. And I think we'll take a few pictures and put it online for those at home. Amen. But God has been good to us. Yeah, God has been. How many of you this year, some very difficult things happened? I mean, very, very difficult. Yeah. But are you not here? Are you not here? How many of you at a point you thought that it's not going to work? It's not going to, you're not going to make, are you not here? Yeah. Yeah. He has led us. That's why this song is so precious. To he has led us through the fire. Are you there? I love your voice. You have led me through the fire. In the darkest night, you were close like no other. Amen. I have people here, some of you, how you were even going to do what you were going to do. Yeah. Big question marks. But God has taken us through it all. Are you there? At the back, are you alive? Thank you. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. So as a church, we have so much to be grateful for. And I need to remind you, do you remember when we were under the car park? In the sunshine. We'll be over there. Hey, Radia Huyemobo. He has really, he has really had mercy on us. Hallelujah. So we want to come and we want to remember him. Now, apart from that, we also, on, you know, we have two services next weekend. 25th is Christmas Day. It's a short service because the way that you are, I know that if I talk for long, there will be a problem. So you, you put the abet on and come to church. I promise you that's for next Saturday. It's just the, we're just marking his birthday. Is that okay? Then you go home and pound your fufu or whatever you said you were going to do, you do it. Amen? Then the 26th is a normal Sunday. We're going to be here and we're going to give thanks to the Lord. Amen. Is there a good place to put your hands together? I believe so. Hallelujah. Today I'm preaching for a short time. You know. <laughs> no, not for any. You see, I want you to gather strength. As you know. You know what January means to us. As people return, those of us who've gone on holiday return, and also as campus reopens, you know what it means for us. Tell anybody that if it doesn't mean any hard work for you, then... Mm. Uh-huh. So we're taking it easy a little bit this week, next week. Are you in the house? Hey, you are very quiet, oh. Tell anybody already, January, I can already feel the fast, though. I can already feel it. Our fast begins on the 18th of January. And it goes all the way to the end of January. But the nice and new and exciting thing is that we will end the fast together, the whole of Kumasi. 
Asokwa Council, Bantama Council, and Aidiasi Council. It will be in one place and we will end our fast together. Oh, it's a nice place to put your hands together for the Lord. Amen and amen. We also have a crusade coming up, 20th and 21st of January. Amen. We will give you the venue as soon as we settle it, but it's going to be somewhere in the environs here. So just get ready. You should do what? Yeah, and that's why today I'm preaching. Today is actually like the last Sunday. Because next week is Thanksgiving and then we move into an is. So I'm sharing with you on fruitfulness. 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 Amen. Let's go to John chapter 15 and verse 16. One of my favorite verses in the scripture. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. Why, have you people gone on leave too? That whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. By now you should know the scripture. We have quoted it, sir. But you see, I'm bringing it up because as ordinary Christians, you can easily get sidetracked and be more occupied with you, your life. You tell your neighbor, me, myself, and I. Mm -hmm. plenty things I want us to see that yes there are many things preoccupying you but that does not exempt us from the things that Jesus specifically asked for and this was one of them and he said that if you found yourself believing in him it's because he chose you are you there? but he chose you for a reason what was the reason? he said so that you will go and bring forth fruit now, I need to take a little time to talk about that fruit because I find that people mix up their fruit with their service. There are things we do for the church to run. For instance, when you came this morning, the chairs had already been neatly arranged. Somebody swept this place. Somebody mopped. Somebody set things up. Are you there? The choir that sang, they didn't learn the song here this morning. They had already come and learned it before, and they sang it. The dancers had already learned their dance. In other words, they had done something towards the church. That is not your fruit per se. It's your service. It also has a reward, but it's your service. The things you do to just let our worship of God and things of God work. Please ask your neighbor, what service have you been doing? Eh? This sitting down, you have been sitting, only heating the chair. It's not. People do different things. So find something to do. There's all, there are many things to do. Oh, yeah. There are people in this church, their job is just to make sure that you observe the protocols. That's all. As you have come, here's what I wash. Here's uh, what? Uh, sanitizer. Where's your mask? It's a service so that we can be in church and feel a little free. Amen? There are people who say, I like instruments. I've learned it, so I will play the music. Have you ever tried a song without the... Let's try it. No instruments. I love you, Lord. You can get far. For your mercy never fails You see that it's dry already. Oh, my days I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up, 
Till I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. Is there a difference when instruments come in, even though they are spoiling it right now? <laughs> what am I trying to say? The service makes the worship of God sweeter. But it's not your fruit. It's not your fruit. What is the fruit of a mango seed? It's what? Tomato. What's the fruit of, the fruit of a tomato seed? It's another tomato. What's the fruit of a cat? It's another cat. What's the fruit of a believer? Ah, I didn't hear you well. Another believer. That's your fruit. Something concerning another human being. That's your fruit. You can't tell God that your fruit is a mop or a broom as you are an usher. Okay, it's an offering basket. It cannot be. Or your fruit is a piano. No, it's another person. And Jesus is requiring of us that we will do something to bring in fruit. And that is how the church grows. That's how the body of Christ grows. Are you there? Your quietness has visited you this morning. It's not bad. And you're bad. And you're bad. Okay. Let's continue. I mean, scripture is supported by scripture. So let's go to Luke 13 from verse 6 to verse 9. Luke chapter 13. I'm reading from verse 6. He spake also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it and dung it. And if it bear fruit, well, and if not, then after that thou shalt cut it down. A very serious parable. I can promise you that Jesus was not, was not teaching agriculture. He was, <laughs> he was giving us a picture that we can relate to. So somebody owned this thing. And when he came, you see, you have it because you're expecting fruit. And he said that three years I've been coming. Every year I come, I don't find fruit. Every year that I come, he said, oh, please, I'm a student. I'm learning. When I finish, I'll bear fruit. The next year when I came, you said that, oh, I've just delivered. When I finish, I'll bear fruit. The following time when he came, he said, when I look at you, the sun is very, very hot. I can't be talking to people about you. I'm very shy. Whatever it is, he has been coming for three years. He has not seen any fruit. And he said to the, the gardener that, look, let's just cut it down. Then he made a statement. Why cumbereth it? Why is it disturbing the ground? So from this parable, Jesus is showing us that for you to be a Christian and to be there, and you have no fruit. There are some of us from January 2021, as we are walking in December. If I ask you, who have you shared the gospel with? <clears throat> Please tell your neighbor, don't tell me, just tell the neighbor. If it is zelo, say it is zelo. If, <laughs> you see, some of you, the way you have made your face straight is an answer. Hey! It's an answer. You cannot continue having a zero. Amen. Sometimes, Christ, you would have witnessed to the person, the person didn't give his life to Christ, but you have done your part because it's not every time. Sometimes you are just one of the people in a string of people, but you need to share it. Amen. And when that person comes to Christ, it's part of your fruit because of what you said. 
There are people who because of different experiences, the person was about to lose their faith. The person felt that no, the weight has gone. Then because of your intervention, the person's faith is restored. That's a fruit. That's a fruit. So again, eh, please ask your neighbor. Eh, mm, how many fruit is here? Some of us are like the fig tree. And Jesus said, you see, he gave the example. He said, I come every year, I come to check the fruit. So as he checked last year, he's also checking this year. Last year you said COVID because. Lord, it was not me. You see, from March to August, they didn't allow us to meet. Me, my fruitfulness, it comes in March. Or it comes in April. So they wait. Okay, no problem. No problem. <laughs> this year, COVID was still around, but we're moving around. You did everything you were going to do. You went to work. You, you went to school. You, some of those of you are building, you were building. Those who were marrying, got married. You did all. You did all. You did all. So the fruit to where is it? And then he said, you cannot continue to just warm your seat. Hey. Because when you keep coming to church, but you don't have any fruit, or worse, stay in the house, you are just warming the area. And he said, you cannot do that. You cannot do that. I'm talking to some people. <laughs> Amen. You see, turn that, cut it down. Cut it down. You see, you may think it's extremo, but you see, let us balance scripture with scripture. So I'm making the point even closer. John chapter 15, verse 1 and 2. John chapter 15, verse 1 and 2. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth fruit, that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. This scripture, I have to be ashamed, I have to tell you that it's fearful. Are you there? It's fearful. Why am I saying that? Let's look at the first part. You see, he already establishes it all. I'm the vine. You are the branches. Please ask your neighbor, are you in Christ? Because if you are in Christ, you are the branches discussing here. Then he says that, verse 2, every branch in me, if you are a branch in him, you be Christian, you don't be Christian. Okay. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he does what with it? When I see the scripture, I'm afraid. I pray that I'm not standing here while he has taken me away. Finish. Are you there? But you see, it should show you how serious he is about the fruit bearing. The reason why I say it is fearful is also that there's also a part for those who are bearing fruit. Which is also interesting. He says that. And every branch that beareth fruit. So because of you, two have come to the Lord. Five have come to the Lord. Somebody who has fallen away has come. You, and not just into this church. Anywhere. Anywhere. Some of you in your office, you've witnessed to somebody. In your, what? The market, in the trusty, anywhere. So you have some fruit. He says, every branch that beareth fruit. You too. He does what? Hmm. Do you understand the word page? When I see this word, I don't feel like looking like at the dictionary. I just want to give you something that will make you remember page. When you were a child. My mother will take the bentwa. And she'll put some things inside. 
Then they'll catch you. Hey, you are very quiet. Oh. Depending on your age and size. Are you there? Then put you down. When they put you down, what do you do? Take off like a bullet to go and sort out <laughs> all the things <laughs> all the things that should have come. I'm reminded of <laughs> our first cathedral at Collegon. There was a lady who lived in the area. She had six children. <laughs> Every Saturday, the ashes would come to clean out the toilets. And this would assemble her six children. <laughs> then to know. <laughs> then she'll put them down and then they'll run into the now cleaned toilets. And I remember <laughs> the head of ashes was always so frustrated. She waits when they are finished cleaning, Charlie. They should release her children <laughs> into the washroom. Anyway, that's just a joke by the side. But I'm giving <laughs> I'm using that example because you can relate to it. What is a page? In other words, he will allow something to happen in your life. Yeah. Something, it might be violent, urgent, not nice at all. I don't know who ever went to the mother and said, Mommy, please, you haven't uh, used the bench in a long time. I'm looking for another experience. I, I don't know if there's any such child alive. Are you there? But things happen in our lives and you may be here this morning and you're going through something and you're asking, say, Lord, I've prayed about it for so long. I've prayed about it and you have not answered. I've bound the devil. I've rolled him away. I've put him in concrete. I've done all the things. They say I should go to prayer meeting. But pray, I've done all. Everything, the thing is still there. Could it be? That is a page. Could it be? What are the signs of the page? Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it's what? Hmm. What you're going through may be painful. What are the signs of a page? Very humbling. Very, very humbling. You see, you would have gone to the washroom. You would have asked, eh, Rabban, please, where is the washroom? Then he would say, oh, here. But when the bench was thing, <laughs> when this has been done, where is the, the you are wasting my time you are wasting, look, you are wasting very humiliating if you like maybe that's the word and sometimes as a believer you go through things that you feel humiliated you feel humbled you feel wasted but you see look at what is happening to you all the things you don't need are coming out sometimes it's your pride that takes a beating you don't need it. Because God, the Bible says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So as you are there, he's allowed you to go through things. By the time he's done with you, it's finished. So that he can now, you now bear the fruit well. At first when he was sending you to a certain place, he said, mm, I can't go there. Mm. Are you there? The way you believe yourself, no. With you and, hey, some girls are eyeing me. I don't know why they're eyeing me. <laughs> are you here? 
but at times he takes us through those things and when you are gone through it and he now sends you there you go humbly you go and so in so doing instead of bearing two fruit there you are with a group of a hundred there you are with a group of twenty there you are with a group of fifty amen he said he purchased it not to kill you and that's the interesting you don't die you know do you know that when they've used the bench where you actually think you're going to die for a few minutes hey Charlie I can see that you are you have not gone through some before Mm. sometimes it's not even a bench it's a medicine that you took one day I said one day in those days, I used to work for CSIR. And we went to work in the Bunkulgu Union District. And when we got there, the only food to eat in that place was some yam fufu. Whether you like it or not, you either eat it or you fast. It's, it's very simple. And we stayed there Monday to Friday. Breakfast, fufu. Lunch, fufu. If you still had place, place in your stomach, supper, fufu. By the Thursday morning, I realized it's not working for me. And by Friday, I couldn't eat anything at all. I told my, my colleague, I said, the meat, where it fell, I can still feel it there. Yeah. So I returned home. I returned home with all of this. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm too uncomfortable. So I sent for medication from the pharmacy. And the person said, take two of them. My husband is a pharmacist. I did not ask him his opinion and I took two of the medicine this was Friday when I returned home I woke up at 1am all the fufu from the week whatever when I say I sat on the loo I mean it from 2am on Friday to Sunday afternoon (laughs) I didn't go to church in fact, I didn't, it was a flat. I couldn't go downstairs the whole weekend because on the way, something is coming. You have to go back. Are you there? It's a page. It's a page. It's a page. Sometimes it restricts you. You can't do many things. Allow it. Do what? Allow it. My only consolation was that all the things I've eaten that didn't need to be there finding their way out. May God grant us grace. Amen? May God grant us what? Grace. And help us in the pages. Hallelujah. And remember that after that, the fruit is better. The fruit is bigger. The fruit is nicer. As a church, we've been through a page this year. As a church. When I say as a church, the entire UD. It's true or it's not true? So let me close by talking to you, just showing you a way to bear fruit because it sounds so frightening it's almost like hey I cannot and my last scripture with you I told you today I'm not preaching for long those of you sleeping in front of me you are warned for someone I've not mentioned anybody's name now you know I'm reading from verse 1 blessed is the man 
that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. As I end, I want to say to you that fruitfulness, are you here? If you provide the conditions, it is automatic. Are you there? If you what? If you provide the conditions. So the mango tree that you have planted, it needs certain conditions. If you give it those conditions, it's automatically bearing fruit. It will not be announcing, I'm trying to bear fruit, it's not coming. Are you there? If anything at all, it will bear so much fruit that you can't eat all, you have to share. What therefore are the conditions to our bearing fruit? Take us to verse 1. Don't walk. He says, you walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. Some people, the advice that they will give you is ungodly advice. Anyone who advises you to do something that makes you steal, to do something that makes you lie, to do something that causes injury to another person, that's ungodly counsel. Ungodly counsel. You go and tell your friend, my husband is always coming late home from work. Put the soup in the, in the fridge and leave the fufu on the table. Ungodly counsel. Ungodly <laughs> counsel. Are you there? And what? Because what will it bring? Jesus says something. If you want to know whether something is good or bad, see the fruit. What fruit will it bring? Will it bring, it will bring a fight. It will bring a cry. Is it good fruit or bad fruit? Yeah. So, so don't look at the counsel of the ungodly. Then he goes on to say, nor standeth in the way of sinners. There is a way people who don't believe in God, there is a way they behave. And some of you, I'm sad to say. Have you mentioned your name? Oh, just look straight and be smiling. Nobody will know that it's you. Yeah. The way of sinners. There is a way people who don't believe in God, there is a way they behave. There is a way they dress. Mm. You see, that's why we dance in church, so that you, we will not go and find you in the nightclub. I recognize that you are young. Yeah, you want to move your body and your bones. No problem. Energy, energy. Okay. Do the work. Do the work. Jesus, do the work. So that you will not go in the way of sinners. Because over there to dance, we need some darkness. We need some, a lot of things I don't want to talk about. Amen. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. There are people who are always talking bad about everything. Those are the scornful. They have something bad to say about the church. Something bad to say about the pastor. Something bad to take, say about the boss. Some of you, you have made your office the center of evil speaking about the boss. It cannot lead to anything good. It cannot. So how you behave is important. I say how you behave is what? It's important. And you see, you may think that what I'm saying, oh, we are all Christians. Don't do that. If you like, leave your phone on the chair. Go and come. In this very church. Paco, when did you lose your phone? Was it not a Sunday here? How many weeks ago? Three here, 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 not anywhere, here, 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 no, here, no, here, no. 
Church was over. He had plugged the phone. You would have thought that, oh, we are just after wedding bands. Hmm. He had just plugged the phone. Let me, if you can't even, <laughs> it means that somebody here is sitting here, thief. And you have brought your stealing to the house of God. May something visit you in your house. You will never do it again. Uh, hey, Pastor, are you cursing? I said, no, I'm not cursing you. I am praying that something will happen to you that will make you stop. Mm. Amen. I said, if you like, oh, tell anybody, I said, the pastor is saying something bad. You just leave your. Uh, <laughs> please, oh, you just leave your tablet here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the seat of the scones. When you do that, it's like, oh, God is powerless. Don't, don't joke. Don't joke. So he says, that's it. So first of all, how you behave. Verse 2. His delight is in the law of the Lord. What's the law of the Lord? The word of God that we have. Listen to it. Read it. Soak it in. In any format that you can. That, I love the audio Bibles that are around. So that even when you are doing things, word can be around you. Amen? That's why I'm saying that in this church, we are going back to the hardcover Bible. Yeah. I realize our mind is trying to get a weak whatever, so I don't carry it here so much. But in my house, that's what I use. So I'll open the page, open. Because right now, some of you are asking you, open Habakkuk. You say, is it a tree? Oh, what is Habakkuk? Uh, open Obadiah. What is that? I have to send you to save church to go and write, learn Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers. You can learn it. <laughs> but he says that, spend time in it. Let it enter into you. Let it be part of you. It begins to be how you think. It begins to be how you behave. It begins to be, and you say, meditate on it day and night. Are you seeing it? And when you satisfy those conditions, what happens? So first, your behavior. Tell your neighbor from now, my behavior has changed. My behavior has changed. Yeah. And so second, fall in love with the word of God. Read it, hear it, listen to it, chew it, study it. That's why we do all the things we do. Classes after this, lay schools. They're just trying to get the word in. So that what? You will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Such trees, they don't struggle. They don't struggle at all. The water is there any time. You will bring forth your fruit in his season. In this church, as you know, we try to bring insults all the time, but we have a season. Isn't it? There is a season when instead of just five people giving their lives to Christ, we get a hundred giving their lives to Christ. We get, that season is what is for coming ahead of us. Amen? That's what's coming ahead of us. It says, in our season, we'll bear fruit. Then he says, your leaf also will not wither. That thing that was given to you for beauty, for existence, for growth, for doing well, it will not wither. He says, and whatsoever you do shall prosper. May the Lord help us I said, may he help us to be fruitful people. In Jesus' name, stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Just for two minutes, I want you to pray, Lord, may I be fruitful. If anything is disturbing my fruitfulness, show it to me. Am I seated with the scornful? Am I walking in the way of sinners? Am I standing where I should not stand? Or is it just your word that I'm not taking seriously, Lord? Help me. Just pray for a couple of minutes. Lord, may I be fruitful. Start to think. 
How will I be fruitful? Say, Lord, show me how to bear fruit. In whatever stage of life I am, help me to bear fruit. Let me be the reason why people get to know you. Let me be the reason why people are encouraged. Let me be the reason why people draw closer to you. Let me be the reason why people's faith is restored. Father, thank you. Thank you that in spite of how we are, you trusted us. Thank you. Thank you. And as every head is bowed this morning, every eye is closed, maybe you are here today because somebody invited you or you came yourself or you've even been here every day but you are not sure about your relationship with God. Maybe you cannot say for a fact that if I die, I know that I'm going to be with Jesus. Jesus himself said, the only way is through him. I want to lead you in a prayer because he said that what you believe in your heart, confess it with your mouth to be saved. And so as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus. Just slip up your right hand for me. We're going to pray together. Just lift up your right hand. Just lift it. Just lift up your right hand today. Just lift it. And if you have lifted it, maybe I cannot see you. I want you to just come and stand here with me so that I can pray with you. Just come to the front this morning. I cannot see every hand. So maybe you didn't even lift it, but you want to pray. Just come. God bless you. Just come. Doesn't matter your age. Just come. You may be old. You may be young. But I say, I want to give my life to Jesus. Just come. Just come. Just come. Maybe your heart is even beating. It's a sign. He's trying to push you to say, something is not well between me and you. It's just a prayer away. In these last two minutes before we pray, just come. Just come. Just come. Hallelujah. The two of you in front with me here, I want to pray and you follow. Make it your prayer also. You want to say, Lord Jesus. I want you to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood. Cleanse me from my sin. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for these two young people who have come to you at this tender time of their lives. May you be real to them. May they never go backward. But Lord, may they always remember today as the time when they linked up with you and their lives changed. This I ask in Jesus' name. May they be fruit bearers. Amen. With all of me, I wanna praise you. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F O L C I D S. God richly bless you.